listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. Tennille, our mum, and Emma, her awesome friend, share deep passion for the snow. They know everything there is. They started the podcast together to share all their experiences with you. Between them, they have skied over 95 resorts, both held ski instructor qualifications, lived and worked in resorts, and still spent every hard-earned dollar skiing. They set their lives up around snow travel. Our houses are always Airbnb ready, and our ski bags are always packed, ready to go. We're certainly not complaining about this, are we? No way. And even better, we get to share all the experiences. We're here today with JD and John, the founders of Snow Chefs. They're two passionate souls who are obsessed with food, traveling, and of course, snow. We learn how this obsession led them to create reality documentaries on people within the snow hospitality industry. We chat about their adventures along Canada's Powder Highway, the cultural food of Japan, European Arprey, and the love of people within our Aussie snow industry. How are you going? We're doing good. Very good. Thank you for having us on Snow Life Podcast. You're welcome. We're welcome. Well, we saw you at the snow show last weekend and went, right, we know these guys, they're coming on. (laughs) Actually, on UTV, I was watching um, about a week ago where they did the... They shaved your face, your mo, your hair. I was quite interesting, actually. What was the name of the barber? I can't remember. Left Wolf me. Man. Wolfman. Wolfman. That's what it was. Yeah, Wolfman barber. Yeah. Shout out to Wolfman. So Snow Chef, I guess, originated a long time ago. It's uh, it's a concept that I've always thought about, mainly through times in Apres ski after a good day on the mountain. It's all about. Uh, the total experience, I suppose, you know, first and foremost for us snow enthusiasts, it's uh, skiing, snowboarding, but beyond that, it's the total experience, which obviously encompasses the food and beverage of every mountain resort or the foothill town. So yeah. sitting there one time with a bunch of mates for uh, the Apres Ski, I was having a chat and I just thought... There's a lot of celebrity this. chefs yeah, out there. Bring Jamie Jury, not Jamie Jury. He's a uh, <laughs> he's, he's a gardener. gardener. Jamie Oliver, uh, or a stripper, or shout a stripper, whichever one you want to <laughs> for both Jamie and Jamie. <laughs> Big shout out for both of them. Uh, Gordon Ramsay and all those guys. When those guys started to come through as celebrity chefs, and of course uh, Mr. Bourdain, uh, I just thought to myself, there's there's so much good things starting to happen in the mountain region around food and beverage but yeah. no one's really tapped into it and I love my food and I love mountain lifestyle so I just said here's the concept the yeah. concept snow chef mm. I have a great friend uh, Tom Anginger who's uh, Austrian and like all Austrians he's extreme and he's skiing <laughs> and snowboarding yeah, an yeah. and he is yeah an absolutely amazing chef and it was around that time, maybe about 2010, I thought, this dude is a snow chef and I, I bet there's many more snow chefs out there and I'd like to meet them and I'd like to develop this concept going forward and, yeah, explore yeah. a lot more of the what mountain resorts and those foothill towns have to offer. What, what I like about... I was watching your videos and I love that for a skier and snowboarder, or people that don't ski and snowboard, they, you might think you go somewhere to your destination, you ski, you snowboard, you eat hot chips, and then you go home and you haven't had much of a cultural experience. But you guys have really nailed that every single destination has so such a micro-economy, microcosm of different cuisines for that town, and you guys find them, and that's what I love. Yeah, well, that's what we're trying to do for sure, and that's why... When I met uh, John uh, Verano, that a chef extraordinaire that has spent many years in Hakuba. Did I pronounce that right, John? You're getting better. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Australian thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm always getting slayed for my pronunciation, but you know, that's it's pretty epic. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you. Negronis or breakfast yeah. there. <laughs> so, yeah, I always wanted to have a chef on board. That was my original idea. And just to get it off the ground, I just thought, well, the only way I'm going to get this off the ground is for me to go out and purchase some camera equipment. So I bought about $4,000 worth of camera equipment. I called up my mate, Kevin, in uh, San Francisco. He's one of those great guys that's always available on the spur of the moment. And I said, I'm coming over to Tahoe and to Mammoth 
and let's go and meet some chefs and find some. So Kevin contacted a few guys there. Uh, he also contacted a mate of ours, uh, Latte, over in Verbier. And Latte, so, real yeah, name? Yeah. Is that pronounced correctly? Real name is Laurent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope I've pronounced that Bob. right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, known as Latte, a 20 year veteran of the Verbier yeah. um, beverage scene. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And yeah, we just decided to go over there and let's make it happen. And you know, 14 hour flights, uh, been, it was raining in San Francisco, so I knew there's gonna be snowing in Tahoe and Mammoth. So of course, uh, that normal, you know, maybe three and a half hours to Tahoe, yep. and then onwards to Mammoth became like a seven hour drive because of the <laughs> snow. And you don't mind those drives though, do you really? You're no, like, okay, no, here we go. Bad. We know yeah. it's at the other end of this drive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and one of my other mates, Bigsy, in San Francisco, heard that I was coming over, so he was like, oh, I'm coming too, dude, let's do it. <laughs> That's how Biggs talks. Yeah. So Biggs was like, jumped on board, and yeah, we went to, to Mammoth and met some great people, and um, yeah, the first filming that we did that day, we set up the, actually, I couldn't even set up the tripod, I couldn't work it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Love it. Ended up putting the camera on just a, a little seat that was there, and we filmed uh, Billy D and Billy took us out around to all the restaurants there at uh, not all of them of course but a lot of the mountain uh, the corporation there restaurants but he also suggested a lot of other places to go and it just sort of rolled from there and people have this con concept of like American food don't they that it's just burgers and fries yeah. but when you get there and you get amongst it there's some pretty amazing food in ski towns especially yeah. like in Tahoe or America you know they they do a lot of huge restaurants, especially like your Bales or your Aspens, but then you, you tend to go to a little Taho and they're amazing. The yeah. flavours, the yeah. flavours, they're good chefs. Yeah, it is. And that's what it is for us. John and myself, when we go places, we are trying to discover mm -hmm. ourselves what the food scene's all about and, you know, really... Seems to be that you find your people that have had their family business there for generations or decades and... They've nailed their whatever their specialisation is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, is that what you're that? after, or are you just after a character? Oh, <laughs> Good food. We're after both. Look. Yeah. You know, we, we get to a mountain and we'll we'll do our recon on it and we'll have an idea of who we're going to sort of meet. We'll have our contacts on the ground, and then it opens up into we'll be walking down the street and we'll go left, right, bang. We'll find something new, don't we? And we just go searching mm -hmm. for that. Yeah. I mean, situations. We've been lucky that. Um, when I've been with the crew, we've been lucky that we've been in countries where I sort of we all understand some part of the language. I mean, I understand Japanese, can't speak it, but I can understand. I can speak a little bit. Yeah, I'm fluent Spanish, so oh wow, yeah, so I can understand all that. So when we're being traveling, we just turn a corner, we'll find something interesting. We're normally on our way somewhere as well. We've got a destination yeah. we're going to, but we're so bad at it, we get misled easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, it takes nothing. Yeah, it's yeah, true. And you go, <laughs> you thought you were going to France, but you're in, <laughs> you're in Italy yeah. <laughs> doing the Cellar Ronda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mainly for us as well with the whole Snow Chef concept is that, you know, I've been around old enough, I suppose, that I've been to snow resorts when all was that was available was uh, the cafeteria slop yeah. yeah and then the high end and there was nothing in between through the mm -hmm. whole uh, foodie explosion over the last decade it's it's you know you're getting those people that are great chefs you know they might work in a, a Michelin star restaurant all over the world and or you get the people from the city that have had enough of the city and they want to go to the mountain and they're bringing great things to the mountains and, and it's happening everywhere it's, yes. it's super exciting Australia's catching up yes yeah, yeah I saw there's a lot of changeover in restaurants in Gindermine this season <coughs> which I was like a little bit excited about I was like yeah okay there's a you know a new wine bar down there sorry yeah, Jindy, go. Jindy's got that beautiful brewery man Jindy brewery yeah, yeah oh, Carl was awesome he seriously we didn't even know him and we rocked in hi we're Snow Chef in fact come in what do you want to eat what do you want to drink and we're like don't even know you did but I'll have that, that. <laughs> and he was just throwing it at us you know it was, and, uh, it was unbelievable in there too like people were just 
loving it, you know. Great mix of people, old and young and mm. different cultures and everything. We kind of got to Bright. Out, though, yeah, right? but you go to Bright and how's the brewery at Bright? Oh. Like that is right on the little river there. Like, I don't, I don't know right. if you call it's it a river. What do you call place. that down there, down the side of it? It's like creek. <laughs> creek. Yeah, <laughs> that's the word. Yeah. But, they, but beer's made on water. You know, you go to you go to Canada and they're all there. You've got to have good water. All yeah. their draft beers are all. They all talk about the mountain water that they're yeah, securing. I'm pretty water. sure it's the yeah. same as Europe as well. But yeah, yeah. it's you like can't so, just turn the tap on. No, you know, it's like so kind of. has got the same. Yeah, Huckabee's got great breweries. Yeah, yeah. and um, there's a lot more in, in um, Nagano as well. Yeah, opening up new breweries because they've got pristine water. Yeah. yeah. They might as well use it. So mm. tell us about Huckabar a little bit more, like now that we've touched on it. you Tell us how you got there and... Yeah, Huckabar was it's... like... I'd been in Tokyo in like 92, 93. So we'd been flown over with a bunch of chefs to go open up a restaurant in um, in Harajuku region. And uh, so we're like these young people that come guys, you know, going over, coming out of Rockpool going, yeah, we can do this. So we went over there, it was like, whoa. But it was lots of fun. And um, we lived at like rock stars and cooked amazing food. And the Japanese really loved it too. They do love pretty, it. Pretty new age, cutting edge styles. Uh, we weren't trying to break anything new. We weren't trying to reinvent the wheel. At that time, we had this random dude coming from India Australian dude who'd been on his soul searching mission and Will Beresford who has a board and co in Huckleback. Yeah. And he yeah, so Willie's like, Oh yeah, you know, at the end of like he got in early around May. By the time it came to November, he was like, Oh, I've got mates who live who go to this place called Huckleburn. You guys gotta go up there, Johnny Cup and learn how to make chocolates and we can start doing a chocolate business in Huckleburn. And I was like, Dude, I know nothing about chocolates. So mm-hmm. He it's went something up. better. I know. He went up. He yeah. went up and being a surfer, he went up and checked it out and then he realised his mates were like riding a snowboard. So he got into it. I came back to Oz to do a couple, you know, job with someone here um, in a new restaurant and I was like, I had this phone call from Willie going, Johnny, uh, and my mate Sean in Hakuba and they're like, Johnny, come up to Hakuba. We're going to do uh, Gravity Works down near the train station. Come up and check it out. I'm like, oh, boom, I was yeah. there, typical me, just jump straight on a plane. So, <laughs> I love that. You so don't get I anything done if you don't. I plane and I had never seen snow before in my life. Oh, uh, yeah. what? I was like, whoa. When was it? Wow. 90, 90, 95. 95. Yeah, wow. so I was like, whoa. Good start, good awesome. place to go to. Better surf and everything. Like, Let's get into this. Mm. Um, so we ended up doing Gravity Works, and that was like this little Italian restaurant, and we made our own bread. Made our own pasta, like seriously, like I'd go out to the sea of Japan into Igawa and go buy salmon and stuff like that. Just oh my come gosh. back and cook it on. That yeah. was frothing. There was like 12 foreigners at that stage. I mean, there might have been more, might have been less, I have no idea. But there was hardly any. And so what, what we were doing was some like the Japanese were loving it. But then the local foreigners who were there would come and go, wow, these guys are doing different food. So... We got like a good little crowd, and then we just, we it was an awesome year. There was one of those big 10-year dumps. Uh-huh. So it started snowing in November, and went through to June, and it was deep. Every day was deep. To June. Yeah. And wow. we were like, you know, 25 years old, and just going, let's go on a road trip. <laughs> so we get in the car. We, we got this car called, we called it Terje. It was a piece of shit. Terje, is it? Is it a Terje? Yeah. So we called it Terje. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, we were like, Terje, you're going to give it to us. Wow. Like typical Japanese. Yes. You know, you know when you go to Japan, we were, we were like, I was 22, 23, and I was told, oh, don't worry. You don't need to buy any stuff because they'll just dump it on the street in a couple of weeks. Just wait. Mm-hmm. I didn't know shit, man. I was like getting CD plays and all this type of stuff. Like just finish my house, you know? Wow. It was all brand new state of the art. So this Japanese crew had this like like Toyota thing and they said, well, we don't want to pay the shucking on it anymore. You guys can have it until the shucking runs out. So you gave it to like a bunch of ski bums <laughs> and we were just cruising the whole that's how I know tension Dara and stuff yeah, like that so yeah. we got road trips to Arai everything that's um, amazing yeah from Hakuma yeah awesome. and it's quite amazing that you've got to like back to you got a food travelling uh, food following because you can get yeah. your best 
sashimi in your life in the train station yeah. you know so yeah, it's yeah. like so credit to you that you actually got like all these people going wow i'm going to try this guy the restaurant and the word yeah. went around yeah, yeah, yeah. were you in the base of huckaba or like what's the train difference station. now okay, oh so, you were okay so, love it so huckaba yeah of course like you just mentioned there's different sections to it now but back then the hub of a lot of it was happening in around the train station and up at Harper. Yep. Harper had these amazing hotels and everything like that. It was coming out of the, it had gone bust in early 92. So pre that, it was like a really big ski resort. Yeah. Very Yakuza ski resort. So everything For was the non Japanese speaking. The mafia. mafia. Ah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, cut off a little pinky. <laughs> Don't, I was going to say the F bomb then, but save yourself. Yeah, so so you had these amazing resorts that weren't being used. Oh, we would snowboard some resorts that were not even active, eh? You'd wow. Go up to the top of a mountain, and oh, that one's not active, and you'd ride through it. Um, so we just started riding, getting into it. Willie, Willie, the lady who owned Gravity Works, which was down at train station. Shoko, she owned the only snowboarding shop in town. Oh. And oh not 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 officially, but the only fire and stock in Burton and this yeah, and that. Wow. So she built us a house down the end of town, a, a proper woodlog cabin mm. and yeah. the whole shit. It was amazing. Yeah. Really cold. Um, <laughs> it would have been cold, oh, super yeah. cold. And um, yeah. and so we would get all that stuff from her and we'd just go riding and she sort of she was a massive foodie. And that's yeah. why Gravity Works started because she loved the concept of she would go to Canada and the US and get good food. Yeah. And then she would have gardens growing in the backyard and stuff like that, like veggies, like yeah, fresh, yeah. and over the summer period. So she'd make all these different things and then give it to us in winter. Yeah, so, yeah. okay. So the original so, paddock to plate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Japan, isn't it? Yeah, it that's is. Japan. Exactly like, that. Yeah. All those little isekais and everything. Yeah. Sometimes, a lot of times, grow stuff in the villages. I have to say, when I went to Japan, the most disappointing thing for me was when we skied Misko first, and it was all the snow crabs, and it was all the sashimi, oh, yeah. and it was all of that, because and you used to get it all from the trawlers, and then we went and we skied the main island, mm-hmm. and it was all curries. And I was like, where's oh, the right. sashimi? Where's that? But they're like, well, we don't do that. This, our region is curry. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So it is in Japan, I found that they're very region dominated yeah, okay. they're all their food yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 so it was like yeah. i loved that i've eaten bear in Hakuba. oh wow Oh, there you go. Some in the freezer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bear, what bear? Gamey? Well, yeah, it was like venison. It was nothing that was just like really strong. Yeah. And that's it. Nothing. nothing yeah. But so, the beauty about Hakuba is its closeness, proximity to the ocean. It's like a ride as well. It's so close. Um, in one of your previous podcasts, I heard you guys talk about Siberia. Yeah. Yeah, well, the snow, why it's so good is because basically Lucas Merrill. Something like that. It was a pro snowboarder from, from the US. He came and stayed with us at Willie's Place at Borden Co. Um, and he's a snow scientist. So oh. he studies um, snowflakes and stuff like that. So he was saying that the snow for Japan starts off in the Gobi Desert. Yeah. Gets blown up. Dust particles get blown up in the, into the atmosphere. Then it travels across and collects condensation. And then it gets blown across the storms across Siberia where it obviously gets cold. Cold. Bounces off Hokkaido, and then the lows and the highs push it. So it comes flying across the Sea of Japan. And if you look at the northern Japanese Alps, they're like a big funnel. Yeah. So they sit like that, and all of a sudden, it comes along and it gets sucked in. So that's where Ryan Cortina gets smashed with all the snow flows. Oh, well, we know what's getting sold out when Japan yeah. opens. Cortina. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Everyone knows about it now. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. It's the true. only opened up two years ago. Again. Yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. Got a hotel halfway up there and stuff Yeah, like that. Japan is amazing. They're just, you know, considering all the mountains were broke, you know, 20 years ago, whatever mm. it was. Well, that's now. after the 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the crash or whatever. Yeah, that's right. I, w- I was there... February last year, 2020, and there was just no one there. Really up on out, yeah. Up right, we went right up the top of um, 
Honshu. Oh, did and you go to where the volcanoes are? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lots yeah. of like little, little yeah. ones, like yeah, little yeah, steamy little ones. ones. Yeah. But I just thought, gosh, there's no one here. There's and no just... one in that region, eh? Although yeah. maybe we shouldn't talk about. It. I, well, it I mean, yeah, they're packed. It's packed. It's terrible. Now you've got to share the love. Because yes. and so much of Japan. Yeah. yeah. Like the the actual foreigners who were stuck there. Turn on yeah. Bionis tourism. Yeah, yeah. Need yeah. everybody to keep going. And they're amazing. Yeah. Like the old, the yeah. older gentlemen that are sweeping your lift yeah. when you yeah. still ride onto the lift. That's their job. They're paid by the government. You know, and that's a real deal. I love that. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Farmers. the music, the music that's pumping on the yeah, lifts. Really I really want to. Oh, oh yeah. some of it's like careless whispers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so tacky. It's great. It's so yeah. tacky, but you get on the lift and you're like, yeah. yeah. So, so um, to get, how'd you get into being a chef in the first place? Well, I'm not a chef, so John's a chef. You're the you're the you're the brains behind. Come yeah, on, let's do he's this. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. We, we're sitting here across from you not both. Yeah, we've got a little concept around the beard, but you'll see that in the next uh, round of episodes. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I'm from construction industry, but oh. I love the mountains. Mm-hmm. Passionate about it, you know. From the, my I grew up in Melbourne and it was, you know, nagging my parents to take me to the to the snow and it never happened. So I had to do it myself. I decided to backpack around the world and where I ended up was all via Hawaii, Waikiki. And then onwards to uh, California, I ended up in my mate George and I, we drove to Vegas and then took a uh, left-hand turn. Yeah, yes. Headed it's up yeah, through. Yeah, literally, because uh, that's all there is, is go left, go yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. And we ended up at Tahoe and uh, we ended up um, doing many months there and it was some of my greatest memories ever. And that was the first time I saw uh, powder and it was one of those years where they all think back to 1992 it was just <laughs> epic dude how funny because that's how we all get addicted we've all had that yeah. first year and we're yeah. still off on the hunt for yeah. it like, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still Colombian. so yes not I'm many not, people do when they go there <laughs> sorry I, i'm not a chef i love food i love cocktails i love apres ski i love long lunches i love beer you i love food i just love Everything you, you probably you looking at me at sixty four kilos. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think so, but I don't eat a lot. But I love eating. Yeah, mm. I do eat. I you know I really love what I'm getting into, and particularly you know in the mountains. As I said before, nineteen ninety two, there wasn't much on mm. offer, so to speak. But you're back. Then I was also backpacking, so I was probably eating, you know, burgers, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Subway burgers. Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's just been a. So that's your journey now is that's to kind of go, journey. okay, there is, we're in the mountains, this is amazing. It's not only skiing, mm. there's actually mm. a whole nother, you know, yeah. everyone knows about the Arpre, we all love an Arpre, but there's yeah. also an amazing amount. The originality amount of, of yeah. all the cuisine mm. and there's the, the, the chef with the story. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the family business that mm, grow, yeah. Yeah, has their little, yeah, plate yeah. to plate. Well, well, I've just yeah. done that. You say, so I always believe every single person has a story. It yeah. doesn't matter where you come from, yeah. whatever. And in particular in the mountains, there's always been those, you guys have done seasons, you all know. There's a, the eccentrics, mm. there's the uh, fruitcakes, there's whatever. <laughs> yes. I love it. I always have loved yeah, yeah, those yeah, type yeah, of people. The missions and missions that we go on. <laughs> find a fruitcake. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. We, and the mountain towns are just full of they are, characters. Yeah. And there's a, a guy, I can't, don't know his name, there's a guy who does research papers that come out regularly about the snow industry, maybe every three years, mm-hmm. and there's 65 countries in the world that have active snow resorts, so, uh, you know, yeah. if you just think of the US in particular, God, how many resorts are there? You know, Japan, tons of resorts, yeah. doesn't matter where you go, and I've always dreamt of going to um, Iran, and Morocco and Lebanon no Kashmir I would love to go places. to Kashmir in Pakistan yeah. the guy that we interviewed he has tours that go Adam, Adam West yeah. Adam West yeah, yeah, and that's, that's my next. That's my next kind of adventure yeah. into there because mm. it is. And could you imagine the food and just oh, your yeah, adventure yeah. to get to the mountains? Mm. Like we, yeah. we take it a little bit for granted that we get on a plane, fourteen yeah, hours, yeah. get off, and here yeah. we are. You know, right. like it's yeah. it's and the people that you would meet in that region oh, yeah. would be, be incredible, amazing. And the snow apparently it's yeah, off yeah. Siberia as well. So you're yeah. kind of, you're well, you're amongst it right there. With the station side of it, I met Justin. 
how, how did I get that phone call like that you guys were coming to Japan to Hakuba? Oh, just through through who was it? My other job. Uh, yeah. Go. You can mention that. Go for it. We've all got other jobs. Well, the other jobs are the ones that pay the. Yeah. 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 Because it is a small industry. So how did you meet? We connected. Yeah. Like through JD. Oh no! It was through your other job and one of the guys I fish with. What's his name? Um, Jackson. Jackson. So I fished in Noosa. I was living in Noosa at that point after getting out of Byron for a little while. Byron yep. does he heavy. And uh, Jackson, a guy I fished with, goes, i got a mate who goes to Japan all the time. You know, Justin, he's his number. JD called me up and I said, yeah, yeah, I, I do work in Japan. I do this and that. So JD, we sort of organised for him to come to Hakuba yep. and with his crew to uh, show him around. Yeah. And... Showed him around, you interviewed a few people and we had a chat and then I, that, that finished and I came back to Oz and I'm sitting at home in Coolum at this point sitting down going, oh, I'll get JD a call, call JD, hey JD, I'm back in Australia, how you going? Yeah, mate, I live in Coolum. Oh, me too. I'm no. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. Round the corner. Wow. <laughs> round the corner. Great mind singer like, huh? Seriously, that's no wow. country for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we went and had a big old chat and had a big old gander about nothing and everything. And yep. then it was like, I said to him, so who's the chef? And he goes, oh, we don't have one. I said, pick me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was something like that, wasn't it? It's, yeah. yeah, it is really good because you can go in and have the chat and you can go in oh, and go, this is where it is. But because you love food, you can, you, you've got a different take on things as well from a chef. They're very, you, are you a technical chef? Are you a... I'm a, I'm a guy who loves it all. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah I'll, I'll walk in. So with that, I've never done this type of work before. I've, I've been in restaurants that have had high profile chefs like... Rockpool and Dallas Street Thai and you know oh, Japan yeah. and we've had we're learning so we've much had, we've had lots of crew that have come through and filmed all these guys and I sort of learn they say don't look at the camera and you go okay don't look at the camera oh and I bet your camera's in front of me <laughs> no, I'm at the look my fingers are down there um, so when the guy said you're going to come on camera and we're going to mic you up and I was like oh yeah it's going to be fun first job was Hoffman Falls yeah and it was like you know like seriously it was like nothing to me because I was just talking to a chef, and so mm. talking to a chef to me is the usual. Yeah. So all I did was forget about the four cameras around me yeah. and the mics. It was just like talking to my mates. So yeah. That's what we get out of it, and then JD will interview like you know you normally interview like the the, the sommeliers or wine guys, the owners, mm. stuff like that. Yeah. And a bit of lifestyle mm. as well, because that's yeah. what we like to incorporate into Snow Chef is also mm. their lifestyle. It's not all about just what they're doing in the kitchen. It's why yeah. are they there? Why do they choose to live yeah. here in the mountains? Mm. And a lot of them like yoga. Some of them like karaoke. Yeah, so, you know, <laughs> we want to go to those. She's yoga, I'm karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. And we'll keep yeah. it that way. Yeah. But, but that's one of the main projects as well because we huh? sort of want to have people who are different to the scene, eh, JD? We don't want your mainstream snowboard. Yeah, we're going to snowboard, get wasted and get up in the morning. No, that's fine. Everyone does that. Like, we've had the karaoke king from... Um, Naseko, Sky Naseko. And yeah, like, you know, and there's guys who fly fish. I mean, I fly fish, so one of the segments was... Oh, you guys need to go to Utah, actually. Yeah, we can also go to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. That's right. Yeah. We'll go to Utah. Yeah. 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 Destination Utah. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're after people who are working in the mountains, Mm. but have also got, like, different interests as well, you know? And that's also a release for a chef. It's huge because... You might be working all night and partying a little bit and you get up and you go, right, yep. it's like, does nothing for you. It's those special moments where you go actually go, go fly fishing or, yeah. or you go sit in an onsen or you go do something different, you know? I think, yeah. I think that's what's changing in everyone as we're traveling to now is that you used to just go, go hard, ski, ski, yeah, ski, ski. Yeah. And now you go, okay, there's actually a lunch you I can have that's... Yeah. older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can go with with, with um, non skiers and snowboarders, and you can go. Let's have a nice mm. long lunch, and not just burgers and chips, but you can go and sample the delights of this yeah. region. And that's what I think yeah. you, your yeah, that's where you, yeah, that's where Snow yeah. Chef is where you're going. I think if you mm. go, you know, and I yeah. think that's why you guys have got are onto a really amazing mm. concept within but the industry. That's the thing. You take a country like America, which if people haven't been to America, they just think okay, America. 
burgers and fries or whatever. Yeah. I remember when I went to Jackson Hole and going and dining in Jackson and having this amazing wines and different elk and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The, just the amazing. depth of that area. Yeah, yeah. Is, be I can't, it, when people say, oh, America, it's like, oh, I can't relate to that part yeah. of America. I yeah. can't that side relate of it. to that either. Yeah. Every, I've been to the US probably 15 or 16 times, lived there, and I've got some of the best friends in the world from there. And, you know, I grew up watching Streets of San Francisco and uh, Chips. Yes, oh, chips. Yeah. Oh, chips. I call my, my husband yes. and his mate Ben chips because they bought matching motorbikes. Ah. <laughs> we're, we're not really that old people. <laughs> All that saturation of US television for us Generation X yeah. growing up, but you know, it made me want to go there. And then, yeah, some of the people, yeah. that, the experiences I've had there have been epic, and you know, I'd highly recommend anywhere. And then when you go to the mountains there, and it's so like diverse the countryside yep. there it's amazing it, it blows your mind that's mm. for sure and mm. and so does you know and and europeans as well i think you know like we haven't really touched on you guys went to europe like yep. in verbier i i've only done a couple of countries in europe but what was your experience like in europe are they the people as warm in europe as the americans as the japanese what's the experience over there i think they're all warm in yeah mountains, mountains towns, yeah you know, find that. where a lot you know, we're in an ice cold environment, but everyone's warm and fighting. And you know, I think probably people that are doing the season maybe get a bit wigged out towards the end. Definitely. But for the most part, I think everyone's pretty like it's just a different vibe and yeah. uh, that you feel everywhere. But so yeah, like the European experience is like no other, I believe. You know, it's just first and foremost mind-boggling when you just look at the Alps, yeah, vista-wise, and then. Um, yeah, the food as well. You know, I found in a lot of those places that I've been to, Matt and Verbier, Chamonix, um, it's like the mountains owned by the people pretty much, you know. You More to the food than fondue and... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. What else is Switzerland known for? Uh, well, of course, they're fondue, they're cheeses, <laughs> but also the meats. Cheese, yeah. chocolates. Yeah. Chocolates, <laughs> yeah, sustainable um, meats as well. Yeah. And they beer. Find, did you find the Europeans... Is we've got an episode on the European sort of sustainable sort of they do their resorts really well car free resorts. Did you find their food, the way they put their meals together and stuff, sustainable or? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. It's definitely they're definitely all into that sustainable side of free organic, range. Yeah, free range organic, organic food. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find the world's changing like that? Look, I'll be. <clears throat> that's a great word, sustainable and free range and organic. They're, they're awesome words. It's a lot of packaging. Um, yeah. But we got to keep it real. This is one of the reasons why I love Stacia so much is because we give it a real deal of what happens behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. you might turn up to a mountain and go, "Yep, yeah, this is how it is. Our food's on the table. Boom, done." But it's not like that. Like this chef has had to go through food not arriving, price hikes, all that type of stuff, and you're trying to run a restaurant where that burger costs you $18 and you can't make it $19.20 because the cat, you know, the cabbage costs you another $4 today. Yeah. So people, in the mountains, different different scenarios happen where you have, yes, you can pre-stock and you can get ready for it, but during the season, you've actually got to run with it as you get it. Yep. Because sometimes a snowstorm will come in and the trucks will be stuffed stuck in the middle of nowhere and they can't get three foot through for days yeah <clears throat> and another one the classic japan one is wednesday morning at the you know at apple <coughs> in huckleba where every chef is sitting there with his trolley ready to go rung, 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 <laughs> ready to go yeah because at eight o'clock when they open those doors you're going for it because mm. that's the latest truck that's come in. It's got all the fresh stuff. Wow. Yeah, so dog eat dog world. Yeah, go. It's all about psychology and, you know, keeping on top of it. Like, that's that's in that's overseas in Japan. Here it's a little different. I'm speaking with chefs down in, in Falls and everywhere. But still, they all get stuck as well. They have deliveries once, like, like maybe on a Monday or Wednesday and a Friday, for example. I have deliveries. But you don't always get... You'll place your order with 20 items. You might get like 10, 12, yeah. 14. You don't know. Mm. So you got to improvise. So what mm. I'm trying to get to is that I'm sure there's a lot of that. We're going to plan and we're going to be sustainable and we're going to be whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, a chef's got to make it happen. Yeah. And they've got to do whatever they've got to do. You know, do. you got 150 covers yeah. that night. Yeah. And you're like, hello, let's you, go. You <laughs> go for it. Yeah. So, yeah. So is there a, um, a type 
for a chef. That's you right. know, you've got your, <laughs> let's say, it's I know it's a, it's, robust. Yeah. <laughs> it's right here, Emma. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'd say a stereotype no. likes working alone or likes working no. with people or no, no, all types. No, because there's but, so many different chefs, like you've got your chalet chefs who work alone and they've got to multitask. They're not yeah. just chefs, they're cleaners, you know, yeah. and they're this and that. But and you can't be lazy though, can no, you? You, you can't, can't be, be a lazy You can't chef. be. Um, I'm sure they get away with that. Um, Not in the mountains, unreli- sorry. You can't be unreliable. No, look, in the mountains, oh. your seasons are short. Yeah. So your three-month period, the moment you get in there, what you do find, and that's a good question because I'll tell you now, yeah. you either got to be ready for it, some aren't ready for it and they adapt, and there are some that just fizzle out and die. And you're, they're the ones that normally... The life cycle resort starts off with you hire your staff at the very beginning, you'll hire 20. 10 will turn up at the start of the season. Yeah. Out of those 10 that turn up, you'll then have to outsource another 10 to come in. So you've got 20 staff at the kickoff. By around the first month, which is like, you know, the month where everyone's getting used to working hard, partying hard, trying to ski or snowboard if they've never done it. And the ones that actually know it actually don't even do the party hard. They just work hard and snowboard and ski. Yeah. They, they give the whole party scene a miss. Then all of a sudden, you get to that first month and you find that you have those 20 that you started off with, Three, four, five, six might disappear. Mm. Can't do it, can't do it. They'll jump ship because someone offered them more money because yeah. they've lost their staff, you know yeah. what I mean? So then you get to the second staff part where in the middle of the season where your staff are actually now on top of it. And that's where you start to see the best out of them yeah. or different locations because the staff are now working. Their hangover's gone from the first month and they're really getting together and working as a team because they know that if they're happy, they know that this is going to be an awesome place because you get the snowboard in the morning, you come to work, or you know, they've got a third stage where everyone now sees the end of the season. Yes. And that's when it gets awesome because you get the crew that are really worked hard and everyone starts to sort of still work hard, but they can see the end. So everyone livens up. Hey, we will talk about before, like yeah. you get your crankies and whatever, but by the end of it, it can go two ways and you only get the ones that are like, yeah, this is awesome. And that's where the spring question comes in because you get that, the warm, mm. the snow gets a little bit, you know, firm the in the morning. Question. Get your, <laughs> yeah, the upright, yeah. So, so it's like the spring kind of spectacular that comes into ski resorts and oh, do you, yeah, yeah wow. a lot of people don't ski in spring either you know like locals do but a lot of tourists don't yeah. ski mm. but that's the best time and that's why corn i get is good yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, there's yeah. some of my favorite skiing corn in australia like yeah, uh, right. main range like because it's always corn yeah no, <laughs> yeah i know but would you say that there's more like seeing what you see out there festivals are they coming into springtime is that bringing yeah, I think more money festivals start to happen in the springtime and then you start to get the long lunches as yep. well happening yeah, the opportunities because you're yeah. getting more and more bluebird days yeah and yeah i'm a big fan of uh, spring in mm. the mountains um, yeah, yeah same like, Few hours riding into the uh, into the bar for a couple of beers or um, cocktails, yeah. whatever it might be, a wine or two, nice lunch, and then you know yeah. the hill looks a little bit, or the mountain looks a bit different mm. <laughs> on the way down. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah I, I definitely think a lot of um, chefs, in particular, and well, breweries and distilleries, they're all looking for different avenues to once the weather starts to get better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's still snow on the mountain. To start there's more sunlight yeah, in, yeah. in America and Europe because you tend to... Positive, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, because you, you kind of... What a lot of people don't realise, I think, is that when you live in a ski industry overseas, you're up at dark, Oh yeah. you know, and the mountain shuts. They go, why is the mountain shut at 3? It's because it's dark at 3.30, yeah. you know, <laughs> in, in December and January. It's because... And then you think, oh, you're in the dark a lot. So when the springtime comes, it's like, okay, you're jovial and you get time. You're a little bit... Because you're not so busy. Yeah. So you kind to get time to spend some time quality time sitting back going yeah i'll have a beautiful lunch or yeah i'll have a wine or have a beer or whatever Apre is a really good scene it's like quite crazy because yes it's an alcohol driven section of it yeah but there are like long lunches a lot of restaurants do put a big effort that guy remember that austrian dude we interviewed at the um maryland Remember the guy brought me out the knuckle and this. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yum! Like, a pork knuckle. Man, I love a pork burn. knuckle. <laughs> he, this dude, man, he just fed me so much food. And I was on camera going, "Dude, like, I don't need help." <laughs> so, and he sat next to me. And we started eating, but that was like the apres, you know. That was like, here we go. We're gonna feed you and feed you and feed you, and it's a revolving 
ungarnished feast, isn't it, that lasts yeah. for hours? Yeah, yeah. I think it's more like now food that brings people back to destinations. Like, you mm. know, you can have that upright scene, but if the food isn't kind That's of that good with your upright. Yeah. I think Australia is starting to lead the way. There's a lot of a lot of crews coming in now who are actually looking at food on the mountain and saying, we've got to make it good mm. because people do remember their good times. How many times can you take your kids and ride for eight hours, six hours, three hours, four hours? Not really. You're no. going to be in a cafe or a restaurant at some point because yep. your butt hurts, your legs are burning mm. from the day before. Yeah. Your kids don't want to ride anymore. So good coffee. Yep. Yep. Good, good food and a good environment. And I think people starting to put their pants up on that. Uh, yeah, 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 we'd I, hope so because yeah. you, you, no, we're, sick, we're sick of being in a tray, you know. It. That's yeah. what we do. We yeah. do Hufflepuff Falls and we, we saw some great venues. Uh, Perish and Threadbow as well. Yeah. You know, we, we get that's what we're all about. We get to see yeah. what a lot of people might be missing out on so, yeah and we yeah. kind of we hope that they will get into it a bit more and not bring their packed lunch you know and sit in the train station you know seen that. oh well we got, yeah yeah you do get a lot of those people really? that choose to buy their food and in their self-contained apartment yeah and cook mm. for themselves and i'm like Really? Kind of missing Why? a holiday for yeah, mum. You're missing the holiday. Just spend the dollars. Give it into the community because you know, yeah, particularly have... in the last couple of years, they've all done it tough in um, the hospitality, food and beverage industry. And it's like that's one of the things we we strongly do on Snow Chef is a lot of the hashtags and one I'm always putting yeah. on our social yeah. media is like support your local support. Mm. You know, or when you're on a holiday, support yeah. that food and beverage. Mm. Uh, industry or establishment or whatever it might be they bring the good vibes and yeah. times essentially yeah. like okay we we freaking smashed down a few uh runs we had a uh, hit a few kickers did a few uh flips whatever it might be down the mountain speak so, for yourself yeah <laughs> <laughs> had a few spills all that kind of stuff but it all ends up in some yeah like a bar at the, or a at hotel the, or whatever yeah. it might be or dinner and you know it's just it's just magical i i think the way it's fixed off and the other thing i will say is what i've got out of snow chef along the journey is you know i've got a lot more well i always had respect but even more respect for these people that are busting you know their nuts pretty much yeah. to, to bring a product to the table and John touched on it before about, you know, all the difficulties they've got to deal, deal with. Yeah. Fresh yeah. food, yeah. Um, yeah. delays, uh, they can't get this, they can't get that. But they make something, they change their menu up, they put it on the table for you. So, it, you know, when people like get upset if something's a little bit yeah. late or if it's not quite right at their expectations... Uh, don't be going on TripAdvisor and yeah. Cool. yeah, totally that's actually the best thing, thing to get out of this interview in yeah. a way, from my perspective, is like just be patient with the yeah. process of what's going on. Don't complain. Leave a tip. Yeah, be patient, yeah. be flexible. So yeah, Fiji and complain about your cocktail being a minute late. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's on Fiji. But you get Fiji time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. you've got to get perisher time. You've got yeah. to get, yeah. It, it's intense, isn't it, to actually serve something in. It's oh, a remote crazy. environment. You're you in, have a short period yeah. to perform, and then and then you have to shut your kitchen, clean it up, prep it up, and do it again. Yes. Twice a day for three months, yes. every day, because yeah. you can't afford to shut one day because that's money gone out the door. Are you finding in these ski towns that there's that relaxed sort of, like the clientele is a bit more relaxed because they're on holidays or not really? Not in Deer Valley when I talk. Oh. They're all in New York. I, 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 <laughs> I don't intense. get to see that part anymore because I'm behind in front of the cameras sort of talking oh, yeah. to the chef. So, um, but are they are people you're talking to saying? They all seem to be happy. I mean, yeah. look, you know, no one's going to turn around and go, yeah, customer on table 22 is a shit. You know, they're yeah. not going to say that to me. Yeah. But we're all real about it. There are those people who had a fight with their girlfriends or boyfriends or whatever and they had a shit day, or they just had a shit day in total and they're those type of people. Unfortunately, you can't, that's running a restaurant. That's not yeah. nothing to do with a ski It's hospitality, it isn't it? hospitality. Yeah. So we're all sort of conditioned to that. What, I'm, what I think JD is trying to get to is more the point, like if you go on a holiday to the mountains, go have a good time because mm -hmm. in the end, you're there for a reason and that's the experience, the whole thing. 
And if you're going to complain about how long your burger took to take, and you've walked into an establishment that's got 300 people in there, it's not going to happen in five minutes, mm. you know? Because if it does, it's going to be probably a shit burger. Yes. Yeah, that's so true. true. Yeah. Just waiting out it. the back, ready for yeah, the exactly. microwave. It's not yeah. Macca's, is it? I no. didn't say that, did I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, We're not sponsored by them. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, it, it is an industry that definitely takes a lot of patience. Yeah, and you, yeah. got, you guys, even though you're not high learning and in the snow chef, it's actually through your videos and everything That's you're what showing. We're going to show you. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. So, how did you grab your videographers for Let's, TV shows? been a long haul I guess is um, yeah, getting some trying to find the right people that wanted to be involved because I always set Snowchef up as a collaborative project that I wanted people to be involved in to um, broaden their own brand as well as the Snowchef brand um, so yeah the videographers has been, oh, there's some interesting stories please. <laughs> yeah the guys ultimately I wanted to find some some people that just had the same passion that I did. So the first kind of questions I asked them is, do you like food? <laughs> uh, yes, a tick. There's some uh, funny ones yes. uh, Do you like, you know, beverages, alcohol, cocktails? Doesn't have to be alcoholic, but it's good yeah. as it is. Uh, yes, tick. Uh, and yeah, do you like the, the mountain culture and you like being in the snow? Do you like snowboarding, skiing? They're the things I kind of ask and yeah, I just tried to find the right the right people and along the journey I've, I think I've found the right guys uh, first of all films is Lockie and Matt and yep. they're passionate about what they do and, and Lockie he... is uh, single bit of a character gets to follow the, <laughs> the seasons around <laughs> Maddie is um, yeah, in Adelaide has uh, he got, got a girl in every ski town uh, Lockie well, I think he'd like to <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Matt you know he's got the girlfriend um yeah, Matt's got the dog, like a you know. He's got everyone the, got a labradoodle the, or yeah. uh, <laughs> great guys that are yeah really passionate about the mountain culture and they're creative and yeah wait till our Canada episodes come out because that's the next ones to drop. I've said to the boys, you've got creative license, do what you like. You know. Did you go to Revy? Did they go to Revy? And yes, did they, we yeah. went to Revy. I yeah. love the, the food scene at Revy is really good. Oh yeah, I really it's, liked a lot. Of it. Yeah. No, yeah. did you? You have to come back when I'm back. When we're, when the borders open. We'll be back there. You have to yeah. be back. Yeah. 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 I'll stay there for that one. And also Golden. Did you, yeah, at the bottom Golden. of Kicking Horse. Yeah, yeah. That's a real surprise. That yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When great. we first went to Golden, it was like, ding, 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 ding. Now, <laughs> now it's like it's stepped up quite a bit and the food is actually really amazing. Yeah. The brewery at Golden yeah, is amazing. Tooth, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, there's some uh, good things in Golden, you know, and there's some great things in Revy. And, yes. And uh, I think Golden's known as... Hashtag East Revy. Oh, how a little bit of a joke funny. between those uh, those two towns that they, um, you know. It's not that the... far away. Yeah, it's yeah, over, it's, it's just over Rogers Pass, yeah, like yeah. just a little tiny yeah. hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Huge. We yeah. dropped into Nelson <laughs> oh, as yeah. well and visited Whitewater. And I yes, love Whitewater is my favorite, one of my yeah. favorite resorts yeah. in the whole of Canada. Oh, it's, it's epic. It is. It? Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. Seriously. Right there, out of bounds is right there, and no one really goes. Yeah. No one. Just, yeah. you know, again, we're giving away yeah. too many tips. Missed no, it, yeah. again, we're supporting local mountain culture, uh-huh. so these guys thrive. Yeah, and they yeah. actually, yeah, everyone needs to thrive now. Because yeah, it's going to be pretty hard. Yeah, it is. It is tough for them at the moment. It's just <coughs> hospitality, really. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, exactly. yeah. So talking about tough, that it is about Steve Lee. How, can you tell us about how you oh, know Steve. he is? Yeah. He is a legend within the Australian industry. That's right. Mm. And. Yeah. Um, yeah, so tell us how you know him and okay. where, how we can... I met Steve in Huckleburg, hey, um, when I went back in 2015. I was hanging out with, setting up the Fish Republic with Willie from the Borden Co. And, you know, there's crew there that I go back for decades with. So Steve was there with um, his backcountry tours and his daughter Layla. And he's good friends with Will Beresford. So I got to meet him always at Will's house. And we set up the Fish Republic, which is... A fish and chip shop that sells a shitload of chicken. <laughs> so, <laughs> the fish that would so, like to be a chicken. <laughs> yeah. So I started the same. Portuguese chicken, and um, oh. Steve would love it. And he's he's a uh, little chalet down the road. He brings in groups and they stay there, and he'll cook for them. So he would come up and eat Portuguese chicken from me, and then all of a sudden he was just like frothing on it. He's just like, cool. We, every time 
he'd have you guests in, he'd make it one or two nights and he'd get the, the chicken sent down to him. So, yeah, and like lots of, like Steve's backcountry tours are huge in yeah. Hunter, and he does them at Force Creek. Um, so we ended up catching up with Steve here in Australia uh, in, what, 2019? Was it? Uh, yeah. 2018. 2018, 2018 was it? 2018 in Force Creek. Yeah, Force. And then yep. 2019 in... Does Perisha, Perisha, yeah. No, 2019. Oh, in Japan, yeah, yeah. Japan. I'm trying to get my days. Yeah, it's okay. Together. How long have you guys been together? Oh, I've been dating for a little while. <laughs> 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 How long? <laughs> Three years? Four years? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, Steve unfortunately suffered a, a stroke. Yeah, a pretty bad stroke last year. So they've set up a foundation. He's, he's going to need like sort of help for the rest of his life. Uh, it's Steve Lee Fightback. Steve Lee Fightback, that's it. Okay. Yeah, uh, he's a determined that person, that one. Yeah, yeah. He, the, the story, he wasn't me, ever meant to walk again or talk oh, again, he's isn't he? Along, and he's yeah. got, I was speaking to his sister at the snow yeah, show, Kerry, Kerry, yeah. and she was saying he can kind of move half yeah, his yeah. body now, but mm. you know, but, yeah. but it's a long way back, so, and, yeah. and such a legend within the industry. When, I'm sorry, we're sitting here in a bun, in front of the biggest beast here, and I have been <laughs> stuffing my face all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When my husband went to Hakuba, it was the first time he'd skied in Japan. It was a bit of a um, Utah snob, but he went to Japan and he, he ran into Steve Lee out the back and he said he knew it was a good place if Steve Lee was oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that was his yeah. Yeah, it's it's second home, isn't it, really? Is it, there, yeah, there's a lot of guides out there, but Steve's definitely one of the most highly placed ones, 100% Hakuba. Yeah. Mm. yeah. He knows it all well. Hopefully he gets back on track. Well, at least we can support him and fund yeah, him too. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's the thing about the um, snow community is that everyone does back each other oh, in yeah. times. You know, it is. Yeah. You're there. You know how how tough people are doing it. You know. You, I mean, but if you're working hard and you're on and you love skiing, you're at the kind of the grassroots and you are the chefs and you are the yeah. lodge managers and lodge owners. It's a big card slog oh, for a ski season. A long time. <laughs> Before we ask you about yeah. your projects for um, Snow Chef, would you say that a chef, would would you say it's like the best job on the mountain because you get to go out? Or Depends would you say the it's job. the... <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're like... On the lodge that you're running? Or yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, sometimes they say, oh, I don't get out all week. Cause yeah. It, like, it all depends on the job. Because like um, job I've had chef. jobs where, like with Grabby Works, Shawnee and I would go ride for two hours in the morning, come back, we do lunch service, then we bust out, we had a little mountain out the back that we just go muck around that sometimes. Uh, for an hour, come back and bang, we'd have it done. We'll shut, uh, we'll shut on Sunday. Sunday and Monday will shut. Oh no, it was Monday, Tuesday, I can't remember. But we get two days off, which is normally not Yeah, wow. In Japan. Japan's a six day operation. Um, it's good to know for people, isn't it? Yeah, you know, yeah like yeah. going Japan's into like. a six day operation. But the beauty about Japan is that when you get there, you, you arrive in one of the big cities, so you've got, you're immersed in this massive culture, and you can turn anywhere and you find amazing food. And then when you get to the mountains, like up in the Seco, hey, the food was mind-blowing there was everything from like food trucks to like top-end dining with shin and, and dining yeah you know, and bar bar you bar you was it you touch you could touch you touch the, the famous refrigerator the fridge oh yeah the fridge yeah. oh yeah we go through the <laughs> whiskey bar amazing yeah so, so you got that variety um so when we're talking about the mountains and you ask me what what do you think is it a good job or not, or, or you're going to get the right? It really depends on how you structure yourself. Yeah. Yep. Because <clears throat> Shawnee and I would we make our own bread, so we'd leave everything ready in the morning or the night before, and we'd get up and we'd go ride while the bread's proving, <laughs> no, <laughs> and we'd yeah. come back and shape it, and we'd have the bread ready for the afternoon evening session. You know, it's all about structuring yourself. So yep. if you're if you're talking about a lodge person, they normally have to get up in the morning to do breakfast. They normally get lunch off and they have to come back and do dinner. Yeah. That would be a fun job, but you'd have to be really well organized because if you're hungover, you'll do breakfast and go back to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, you don't if, go skiing. No, yeah. If you're, if you're running a top-end restaurant, well, it's like a top-end restaurant, you probably will get no time to ride. Mm. Um, if you're running one of the cool little bars that sells burgers, again, it's how your staff are organized that's gonna get you out the door. 
So yeah, look, it's like any industry, I'd say. It's, it, it happens on your organisation skills. Yeah. How, is it easy to get visas as chefs? Like as ski instructors, you can go between Australia, Japan. Japan. So yeah. as a chef, you can, okay, so that's a good Japan, option. Canada, like, yeah. Europe, we get in. Um, I mean, there's a demand for a chef. We're like a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You need nurses around the world, you need chefs. Need to eat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's really good. And if you're a good one, you're going to get noticed around the world and you're going to walk in and go, thanks very much, I'll just be here. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I got married in the snow and I got really, really lucky because the guy that, this is like 2002, I got married at Charlotte Pass and the chef, we didn't know what chef we were going to get that year at the chalet, you know. And anyway, it just so happened that level 41 in Sydney, he took a secondment that year and came and and was the chef at the chalet where we got married and I was like... Winning, oh my, yeah. yeah, it was like quality. He was yeah. just going down to the ski industry, yeah, yeah. Mm. because it's good. I mean, the, the fact that you're actually getting it's not expected to eat crap food anymore, yeah, going there to eat good food. People go to lodges, they want a good time. So, so this one is saying, I used to be a super yacht chef. Oh, if you cook, what? <laughs> if, you, if you cook shit food, your guests and your crew are gonna hate you. Yes, yeah, I reckon It all food. comes down to the food. Yeah. No matter how bad the storm is out there, if you're cooking mad food, they're yeah. going to remember that mad food. Totally. Okay, the storm was, ah, oh, it's a storm. So it's all... It, it's, it's in, all that, it's in our DNA, isn't it? Yeah, well, so, you've got so to true. eat. Yeah, the truth is, yeah, you, you, you know, you can go out to Zagaike and you can actually have, what is it, Burger King? Yeah, <laughs> or have ramen. Yeah. I'll have ramen, thanks. But yeah, yeah we'll have ramen. <laughs> yeah. Your kids but might not I know, eat ramen and I know. Eat Burger King. Yeah. And that's what I reckon... Sort of that comfort food. So let's keep people happy with food. Simple. Yeah. 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 So projects, Snow Chef projects, what have you got coming up? Coming up. Whoa. Canada. Well, oh, yeah, the Powder Highway. Epic. Oh. Just uh, unbelievable experience and great food, great people. Great to hear a Canadian accent mm-hmm. on that hill. Yeah, uh, true. So we've got that happening. Uh, we do have some, also some content to come out from the Snowy Mountains, hopefully this year. Awesome. And then we will, we're looking to go across the ditch to New Zealand. Nice. nice. Uh-huh. Did you meet some of the New Zealand boys the other day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will sure sort you out, I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're out and they definitely want to sort us out. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So, yeah New Zealand, I love New Zealand. The food actually and the wine in yes. New Zealand. The wineries. If you go from like Queenstown through to Arrowtown mm. to Wanaka, mm. that's that's your wine trail it's there. Trail. Like, We've got some good contacts in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking yeah. forward to that, yeah. Yeah, and then we wanna of course we'd love to get Northern Hemisphere snow season in 2020 no, was that 2022 yeah. i would love that we'll see we'll try and work a media pass and maybe go yeah we might have to uh, do a media pass yeah. yeah well we're all on the same wavelength i know here mm. heli skiing is a goal for yeah. all of us yeah. <laughs> of course alaska but, yeah. Um, so yeah we also want to in the future you know we want to obviously alternate between the southern hemisphere oh, and the northern hemisphere America. and then oh yeah obviously we're going to run out of places in the southern hemisphere before we do in the northern hemisphere um i guess the last cat off the rank might be a trip to south africa they do have snow there yeah, <laughs> yeah. they do yes really? yeah and one i'm not sure about the, uh, what's wow. going on in the food scene at these some of these small places but oh, yeah. yeah given john is uh colombian uh we definitely want to go to south america it's been a dream oh, of mine when i first yeah. backpacked around the yeah. world it was like my next trip's going to be south america and instead, I ended up in Telluride. So it's <laughs> really way different. That's like, <laughs> and I still haven't stop. been back. So yeah, Chile. And yeah, to ski. And the, the food would be amazing. Be like <laughs> homecoming uh, yeah. for John. That's what that yeah. angle is there. And then, as I mentioned earlier, we definitely want to get to some, you know, different places and different cultures. Because as a into Iran, sitting and at Iran. this table, yeah, yeah. Lebanon, yeah. And yeah. Iran, yeah. yeah. Is into Imagine travel food. and loves wow. the, you know, just loves the thought of going to different mm. We've definitely got the right concept to do it without a doubt. And I know right. that the brand's going to grow because people, that's what we, that's what we want now. We want mountains, we want food, we want company, we want joy. And eccentrics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, hello. Yeah, exactly. They make, they make good TV viewing. Yes. <laughs> well, we kind of end up our podcast all the time and this is our last question that we ask guys. So, um... 
it's what what is your favorite place in the world to ski or board what i don't even know what you guys do you board or you just snow ski sorry i didn't even ask borders you took boggin you're not allowed in australia fun place around <laughs> you're world champion <laughs> no i'm a snowboarder yeah yeah, first started on skis, and then that was in 1992. Saw the snowboarders going past and at Tahoe at uh, Squaw Valley in the USA. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I just said, <laughs> I got to be on that. Went to punk rock uh, gigs at people's houses, and they were all snowboarders. And you know, young dude got influenced in the there. 90s. Yeah. Love it. There you go. Um, yeah. Bit of no effects. Oh my gosh! Stop you speaking my language. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Look, I don't know, I have a real soft spot for some of the places in the US. I do love Mammoth, Tahoe. Mm -hmm. You know, I go back to Telluride at the drop of a hat. And I don't know, I don't really have a favourite, I guess. I just just love being in the snow. It doesn't matter where it is, you know. Some people, Mm -hmm. I just have a place near Falls Creek and go to Falls Creek. And, you know, you obviously get people call it maybe Flat Creek. And I'm like, nah, dude, you just make your own fun wherever you are. Agreed. um, yeah, I, yeah, sorry. That one is the world. Yeah. yeah. The mountain, the world. Yeah. Yes, love it. I love the Zara. The Zara, now, the Zara to me is yeah. beautiful. You want culture? Wow. You put it all in one. Yeah. You, you go to the Zara. The Zara gives you the whole spectrum in two streets. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah like the onsen's there where they cook the food. It's on one of the, uh, our episodes. It's amazing. Yeah. So they cook eggs like volcanic eggs and they cook the cabbage and they cook the um, wombok and stuff like that. So Mazao's got everything for the family. For me yeah. personally, if yeah. I was going to look at a resort, especially in Japan, Mazao's my Mazao, there you go. Yeah, beautiful because you get yeah. the culture yep. and you get the mountains and it's so close to everything as well. Plus that Shinkansen right into it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes a big There's difference. There's that uh, Magus Onsen as well where you can get naked Austrians if you like. Oh, well, that's a different story. <laughs> well, what about it? <laughs> uh, is it a drink, I'm hoping? A cocktail? <laughs> is it a cocktail? No, you don't want to drink It's that. a crazy story. Like, um, so JD, he got sent up by Dan from um, Matarau from Snowball Shallow. And um, he goes, you got to go to this onsen. It's amazing. It looks down the valley. So he drove to the middle of nowhere, found the onsen. Amazing. What was that three Austrians or two Austrians? <coughs> yeah, we were in there just to get a really quick shot. <laughs> yeah. Because we know the Japanese don't like you having cameras. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. a camera. How do you sneak in a camera when you're naked? Yeah. Dan did tell us there'll be no one there, so you go for it. Yeah. And yeah, of course we walk in and there's two Austrians. So one of them gets out of the water. As he as everyone knows or might not know, you get naked in Japan, there's no Waving yep. costumes, there's like complete starkers, and this Austrian dude comes over to us, and they've been riding their bikes up there. So, so there's he, chafing. <laughs> here at all. So he, he, he actually, like, we're sitting down like that, like you know, being like beautiful view, you know, romantic couple on a holiday. And the next second, his dude gets out, comes right behind us, and he squats right next to us with his balls hanging right oh, between the us. He's like, so, so how are you boys? <laughs> JD and I like trying not to look. But in the meantime, his big robust buddy gets out completely naked and decides to roll like a bear in the snow. <laughs> and so there's like four of us, but two of us are out of the way. Both naked, doing weird things right next to us. And you're in the middle of nowhere. I'm picturing. Oh, yeah. I'm picturing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was an experience you don't want to take away. Uh, and they're the kind of experiences you get in the snow, and that's what we love. Oh, you know? That's hey, true, actually. I still that wake is... up in a fright at night. Yeah. Yeah. You need that's to it. tap that out. Yeah. <laughs> oh god well, thank you guys for today it's been amazing documentary sorry you're on to you're on to an absolute winner yeah. i love it it's, thank you. it's a yeah. lifestyle travel program yep you know provides content to yeah. a lot of the locations that we go to um that's where jd's talking about the collab with like our cameraman yeah um it's because they can they can produce content for like resorts and good stuff it's not your mainstream stuff so if you look at the japan series and stuff like that you get to see what we do it's pretty raw there's a lot of f-bombs there might be something here there might be something there but at the end of the day we're we're showing you the real deal behind the scenes yeah which love where where can we find you guys uh you'll find us on instagram snow underscore chef you'll also find us on facebook uh, (laughs) snow chef 
Uh, we have a YouTube channel, Snow Chef, of course, and also we are on Fuel TV. The Japanese episodes have played on there, and the Canada episode also be on Fuel TV, their platform. Perfect. And there's talk about being on Absence TV as well, which I think is North America awesome. uh, predominantly, or the Northern Hemisphere. So yeah, there's some great things happening, and I'm like over the moon, and I'm stoked that you guys um, wanted to interview us. It's yeah, thank really you. A privilege, and I just love yeah, it. Also, yeah, we're staring at a lot of food yeah. from John's restaurant. <laughs> here, take a photo. That's all right. I went to boarding school. I'll switch my second stomach off. <laughs> <laughs> God. I've got two meatballs in my bag. Bag. Yeah. In my handbag. <laughs> Sorry. Also, all the yeah, just all the people out there that have chosen to follow Snow Chef, I really appreciate it. So does John and so do the whole crew. We just want to create content that makes you want to come to the mountains and showcase. All I like of the that you people. guys are really authentic though, and like you're not, you just can't. You, what do you mean? You, I'm you, no, well, <laughs> yes, we're, we're definitely trying to be influencers. No. But, um, <laughs> Uh, can I tell just one quick funny Most story? Funny yeah, we went story. To, I love it. We, Go. I do a lot of work behind the background. My, Excuse me while I eat an octopus. My, uh, yeah, my background is project management and construction, so mm-hmm. I like to organise some things. My wife will say otherwise. I'm probably a bad organiser, but I'm good in my, in my realm. Anyways, yeah, when we did do our Japan trip, we went to... Uh, we flew up to Hokkaido. Is that good? And then... <laughs> We, I arranged to get a do camper, and so we got that. We spent our first night in the car park in the do camper. John went off to, what's the convenience store? Anyway, so he got sake, keeping himself warm, but the, it was beautiful in there. The next day we drove, or John drove us down to uh, Niseko, and straight into the sky, Niseko, and I go in there, and I'm like, you know, you go up to the front there, and you get uh, organised and all that kind of stuff. And I said, yeah, Justin Doyle. And, they, and the girl said to me, let me have a look. So she has a look and she goes, oh, Justin Doyle. Yes, Snow Chef, influencer. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, my dreams come true. <laughs> so I come out to the boys and go, guess what? I'm an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> I did not believe it was possible. Yeah. We're, we're not out to do that. We're just out there to be authentic and be real and bring it to the people, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm going to finish up on the quote that I loved that you wrote on your website. Collaborative, collective, long-term mountain life enthusiasts. I love that. I thought that That's... said I love you a long time. No. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a brief. <laughs> but yeah, it's amazing. You're def- yeah, yeah, you're definitely more than influencers. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Oh, right. thanks, Thank guys. You. Awesome. Appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers. 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 Come Yeah, Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes, subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share our episodes on your social media.